0: Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of the Jack Benny Show from the 1952-1953 season. Tonight's episode uh, has another one of Jack's skits in it. And we've had a few of them lately. I thought I'd talk a little bit about some of the ones we've had. Uh, The last two different Jack Benny shows we played, we had Jack doing the skit Algiers... And uh, he did them five years apart, but of course with the way we play the episodes, they came back-to-back because they were exactly five years apart. So you got to hear one version on last night, Saturday night, that had uh, Kenny Baker in the skit. And another night we heard Dennis Day in the skit on Thursday uh, Rob asked me a few questions about this show, so I thought I would answer those in the podcast. Um, first, he asked who the the door guy was. Well, uh, in the, from nineteen forty two back until I don't even know when he started, he might be the back to the beginning. Uh, of the Jack Benny show, I mean, certainly back quite a ways, 1935, 1934 or something, uh, Harry Baldwin was Jack's secretary. And Jack's secretary, uh, he ha- apparently had a voice that Jack liked or something, and so Jack would use him uh, on the episodes as just very small bit parts. It was usually it's the door guy, and you'll hear them make jokes about how bald Harry Baldwin was. And he was very bald. I have a picture of him, at least uh, one, where he was going off to war. But that's how he left the show. In in 1942, he left and went off uh, to be in the armed services. And then we've never heard from him since. I hope he made it back okay and everything, but uh, he never came back on the show. He must have come back and got a different job or something. Uh, and I've asked Laura about it, Laura Leff, president of the Jack Benny Fan Club, and she doesn't know either. So, anyway, we can to enjoy him on the show just up until uh, the beginning of the war. Now, uh, I said I'd love to play the skits for you in Algiers, how it was played out twice. It was interesting to hear it that close together. We've never played, I don't think, um, one of Jack's skits. Uh, that close on top of each other as those two were but that was one of his better skits anyway. Now tonight uh, we have Wings of the Hawk is the uh, movie that we'll be doing a skit from with Jack and uh, this was a 1953 movie uh, I did check and it's in over on YouTube in its entirety so I thought I would uh, bring a link to that so there's on this podcast, there'll be a link so you can watch the whole movie if you like. Um, I've never seen it, and I, I read a review on it. it. Doesn't seem like a lot of folks have seen it. I don't know if it's out on DVD or not or anything. Um, but the review that I read just said it was exciting from beginning to end. There was no slow spots and so forth. So it sounded really interesting. So you might want to watch that uh, Van Heflin movie from 1953. It was also originally um, shown in 3D, so I don't know if it was filmed for 3D, if it just grabbed onto the fad and was converted to 3D, Um, who knows. But anyway, take a look at it and uh, see if you like it. Now, uh, what else? I guess that covers most of the ground. I wanted to cover. Oh, there was a question about Algiers I want to go back to. Rob asked, he, noted, he uh, knew that, of course, if it was first appeared in 1938, then the writers in charge would have been Ed Boulogne and Bill Morrow, who were the writers in charge, of course. Uh, and then we had our new writers for the episode on Thursday, which would have been um, let's see, Balzer and Tackaberry and Sam Perrin, and who am I forgetting? Anyway, uh, his, Jack's new writers will be writing the show, and uh, Rob was wondering if the old writers would get paid for that, uh, since they originally wrote the Algiers skit. And I have no idea. I honestly have no idea, but here's my guess. My guess would be this. Jack paid his writers very well. They were some of the best-paid writers Um, around at the time I think Jack would probably be thinking that hey anything they wrote for his show was his I mean was his they're writing it for him they're writing for his show he's the main editor the main writer as well always overseeing everything they do and so I would think he might think that he could use it whenever he wanted and I doubt he would think that he has to pay them anything beyond what he paid them originally um, so my thought is, uh, and since he would so often use things from the past and Oliver uh, never seemed to make any difference whether it was a recycled bit or not, um, I tend to think that he probably didn't uh, pay them anything extra. Uh, but, like I say, I don't know that. If I ever talk to Laura, uh, she's um, said that she would do an interview with us at some point. I will try and remember to ask her that question. It's a really good question. Anyway, enjoy tonight's episode, um, and we will see you for more Jack Benny on every, uh, what do we go, every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday.
1: The Jack Benny Program, transcribed and presented by Lucky Strike.
2: Lucky's taste better,
3: cleaner, fresher, smoother.
4: Lucky's taste better Cleaner, fresher, smoother Well, Lucky Strike means Fine tobacco, richer tasting Fine
5: tobacco Lucky's taste better Cleaner, fresher,
4: smoother Lucky Strike, Lucky
1: Strike This is Don Wilson, friends. How do you feel about it? Isn't smoking enjoyment the main thing you want from your cigarette? Well, just remember this. Smoking enjoyment is all a matter of taste. And the fact of the matter is, Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Now, freshness is especially important. And you'll be glad to know that every pack of Lucky Strike... ...is extra tightly sealed to bring you Lucky's better taste... ...in all its natural freshness. Light up a Lucky and see for yourself how much fresher... ...how much better it does taste. Lucky's just have to taste better. In the first place, they're made with fine tobacco. Fine, naturally mild, good-tasting tobacco... Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Secondly, Luckies are made better, made round and firm and fully packed to draw freely and smoke evenly. All this means better taste. Yes, smoking enjoyment is all a matter of taste. And the fact of the matter is, Luckies taste better. So be happy, go lucky. Get better taste and get it fresh with Lucky Strike. Be happy, go lucky, get better taste today. The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis May, Bob Crosby, the Sportsman Quartet, and yours truly, Don Wilkins. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for 20 years, I've been introducing the star of our show, and after all this time, you'd think I'd run out of nice things to say about him. Well, I have. So here he is, Jack Benny. Thank
6: you, thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and Don... That wasn't a very nice introduction.
1: Well, I'm sorry, Jack. After 20 years, I just couldn't think of anything new. Oh, you couldn't, eh? Well, Don, I'm sure that if I were introducing you, I wouldn't have that trouble. Oh, oh, yes, you would, Jack. You've been saying the same things about me for years. Now, I'll bet you can't say anything that I haven't heard before. Oh, yes, I can, Don. What? You're fired. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we'll proceed... Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, Jack. You're not serious, are you? Well... You uh, can't fire me. After all, I've got a wife and three chins to support.
5: <laughs>
6: Don, Don, stop worrying. You've been with me for 20 years, and I hope you're with me for
1: another... Oh, hello, everybody. Well, hello, Dennis. Well, hiya, kid. Hi, Oh, by the way, Dennis, you weren't at any of the rehearsals this week. Was anything wrong? Oh, no, Don. Mr. Benny gave me a few days off so I could go away for a little vacation. I sure enjoyed myself. I went fishing on Lake Mead. You know, I wish I could go away and do a little fishing. It's one of my favorite sports. What a thrill it is to hook a silvery rainbow trout, one of nature's loveliest creations. What a sight as it breaks the water in a shimmering shower of glistening drops and the sunlight reflecting on its iridescent beauty.
6: Look how he describes the fish Me he can't say anything nice
7: about
1: (laughs) How do you like that?
6: What
7: are you mad about?
6: <laughs> nothing, nothing.
1: Oh, uh, say, Dennis, how long were you at Lake Mead?
6: Oh, we were there for a whole week, and I spent all my time out on the boat. A whole week on a boat? Avast there, you land lovers, Larbered
4: the starboard and dropped the anchor. Look, Dennis. Shiver the timbers, a man the pumps, so we'll all drown like rats.
6: <laughs> Dennis, that's enough. Ahoy, my
4: hearties, batting down the hatches and pooping down the poop deck. <laughs>
6: That's enough, Dennis, do you hear? Mr. Christian, stow that talk, and I'll swing you from the highest yard arm in the British fleet.
1: Oh, for... Don, see what you can do with them. Not Dennis, Jack's right.
6: Why don't well, you. Let the men mutiny me, hearty. and don't worry, the ship may be rocking and pitching, but I'll sail it through this hurricane, or. 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 Dennis, what's the matter? I'm seasick. <laughs> Good, good. Now look, Popeye, it's time for your song. So let's have it. Aye, aye, sir.
7: Because you're mine, the brightest star I see looks down my love. And envies me Because you're mine Because you're mine Because you're mine The breeze that hurries by Becomes a melody And why? Because you're mine Because you're mine I only know for as long as I may live I'll only live for the kiss that you alone Here, it's only my poor heart you hear, and it applauds because. Please applaud.
6: Very good. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for our feature attraction tonight, we're going to do our version of that exciting
8: new picture, Wings of the Hawk, which was produced... Say, Jack. Huh? Oh, what is it, Bob? Well, before you go into that sketch, I- I'd like to ask you a little favor. A favor? Well, it's, it's really not for me. It's for my brother, Bing. You see, he just built a brand new supermarket here in town. Bing Build a supermarket? Mm-hmm. Grand openings tonight. And there's gonna be lots of celebrities there, and Bing said that he'd appreciate it if you'd come and help out. Well, well, does he want me to play my violin? Mm, no. Oh, he just wants me to tell jokes, huh? No.
6: Well, then, what does he want me to do? Buy something.
5: <laughs>
6: well, he's got a fat chance.
5: <laughs>
6: well, maybe... Maybe I will drop around. But, Bob, I can't understand. With all the deals that Bing has, why does he want to fool around with a
8: supermarket? Well, Jack, this isn't just any old supermarket. It's a super supermarket. It's big, you mean? Big. Why, at one end, you can buy strawberries, and at the other end, they're out of season.
5: <laughs>
8: Gee. Why, you have to go through the frozen food department by dog sled. No. And when you cross over into the meat department, you lose a day.
6: Well, look at Bob. Now you're exaggerating. But I'll talk to you about it later, Bob, because right now it's time for our play. Oh, the sketch, huh? Yes. Tonight we're going to do our version of Universal International's Technicolor production, Wings of the Hawk.
1: Dan, I heard that picture's just chucked full of adventure and excitement And how? You know, the other night I took
6: Mary to see it And she sat on the edge of the chair all through it She had to, you only bought one ticket (laughs) True, true Now, Bob, Don, and Dennis You all have important parts in this play Bob, you have the role of a colonel in the Mexican army A cruel, ruthless, greedy man Who lets nothing stand in his way And I'm going to take the part Van Heflin played. That of a rough, tough gold prospector, Irish Gallagher.
8: You're Irish Gallagher?
6: That's right. Oy vey. Never mind. Now, Dennis... In this sketch, you're going to play the part of an old, old prospector. See? Then you come in later as a Mexican bandit. Gee, two parts. It's hard to believe I can sing, too.
5: Yeah. <laughs> now,
6: where's Mel Blank? Here I am, Jack. Folks, it's
1: Mel Blank. Give him a big hand. Jack, we're all going to be in the play. Why did you give just him applause? Don, I have to. It's in this contract. You mean you give him money and applause, too? No money, just applause
6: <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's getting late So, Don, set the scene,
1: will okay. you? Okay Now, ladies and gentlemen We present our version of Universal International's exciting adventure story Wings of a Hawk Our story takes place in Mexico years ago It's a time of war and revolution, for the country is being torn by the bitter struggle of the insurrectos against the federal troops. My
6: name is Irish Gallagher. My partner, Don Carlos Wilson, and I were prospecting for gold in the Mexican hills. Don Carlos Wilson was a hard worker. Day after day he dug under that blistering sun And I never left his side I couldn't He was the only shade for miles <laughs> We worked on and on with only an
5: occasional interruption
1: Irish, Irish, it's the Federalist and the Insurrectos. Keep digging, Don Carlos But they're shooting at each other We're right in the middle <laughs> oh! Oh, What have got me in the arm
6: Keep digging
1: Got me in the lake!
6: Keep digging. Three days later, (laughs) Don Carlos was still standing,
5: but there was very little shade.
6: after two months of fruitless effort, Don Carlos and I found ourselves walking the streets of Tampico.
1: Well, Irish, looks like we're about at the end of our rope.
6: Yeah, this is awful. No money, no equipment, no place to sleep, nothing to eat, nothing to drink. Now, let's see what we can do in this saloon. Hey, the place is quite crowded. Hey, barmaid! Barmaid!
2: Si, senor, what will you have?
6: Give me three fingers.
9: Three fingers of what?
6: Just three fingers. I'm hungry. <laughs> if I don't get something to eat pretty soon, I...
9: Hey, aren't you the one they call Irish Gallagher?
6: That's right. And this is my partner, Don Carlos. He and I came down here looking for gold.
1: Yeah, gold. Every time I think of it, I go crazy. Gold! Gold! I can see it now. There it is! There it is, and it's mine! It's mine! Gold! Gold! Put that down. That's the Cospador.
6: <laughs> you know, sister, he goes crazy every time he thinks of gold.
9: Well, does not gold mean anything to you?
6: Yeah. I can take it or love it. I mean, leave it. (laughs) Come on, Don
1: Carlos. Let's get out of here. Wait, wait, Irish weird luck. See that little fellow over there? That's Goldbug Day.
6: Yeah, he was Goldbug Day. The fabulous old prospector who found gold every time he went out. Don Carlos introduced me to him.
1: Goldbug Day? Want you to meet Irish Gallagher. Howdy, bub. (laughs)
6: Well, Buck, I hear that you know all about the gold in these parts, and I thought maybe you'd come up into the mountains with us. Sorry, son, but I'm too old for that now. There was a time when
4: I used to go up in them there hills, stay for months and months at a time, but then it would get me. I was only human, you know. I'd have to come back. Be back in town with a load of gold, and a couple of nights I'd blow it all in. Women, eh? No
6: Kleenex. I've got hay fever. <laughs> Well, look, Bug, if you won't go with us, maybe you can tell us where we can find gold. Why, sure. Here's a map of old Mexico. See? You can't go wrong. You take the main road through Tampico till you pass El Paso. after you pass El Paso, you go through El Thruo and turn left at El Lefto. What if we turn El Righto? That's El Wrongo. Why don't you come and show us the way? Nope, I'm too old for prospecting now.
1: Well, we go alone, Irish. Tell me, are you sure there's gold there? Yes, sir, lots of it. Enough to make one of you rich for the rest of your life. Only one of us? Yep.
6: I hated to do it. <laughs> John Carlos was my best friend. I still felt I might need a guide, so I made one more attempt to get the old prospector to go with me. Are you sure you don't want to come along with me? Nope. Nope. Can't do it, but I'll see you later. You will? if I come back on page 12 as a Mexican bandit. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Those four Mexicans who just came in, they look suspicious. Who are they? Oh, they're harmless. They're just wandering troubadours. Oh, buenos dias, amigos. Hmm, we, we think. think. Come on, boys, let's have a song.
3: Tampico, Tampico, on the Gulf of Mexico. Tampico, Tampico, that's the place for you
5: to go. Tampico, Tampico, where banana podos do. Tampico, Tampico, it's a place in Mexico. (laughs)
7: Mexico. We just sit
3: around and talk on a lucky, sure enough. Lucky strike, lucky strike. As a better taste we like, Don and Juan and Pedro too. They smoke Lucky's just like you. From some... There's a lucky in everyone's vista And it please every Mrs. and Mister My uncle, my aunt and my sister LSM, LSM, LSMF LSMF f There is nothing like coughing a lucky Be happy and go lucky, Spike Spike
6: they sang a few more songs, I left and began my expedition and I finally found the spot the old prospector marked on the map I began digging and sure enough I struck it a six foot vein of pure glittering gold, it was so beautiful, I couldn't understand why people get mad when you call them yellow <laughs> I started to dig out some of this fabulous treasure a troop of horsemen swooped down on us <laughs> realized it was foolish to resist, so I waved a truce flag. As several of them approached me, I recognized their leader as the cruel Colonel Ruiz, and I knew I'd have to play it cagey.
8: Senor Hombre, I hear that here you have discovered gold. Here, I think, Senor Hombre. Yes,
6: I would have to play it cagey, because he was playing it lousy.
8: What did you say, Colonel Ruiz? I hear that here you have discovered gold. Gold? There's no gold around here. Senor Irish, we are not ones to fool around, and we happen to know that you have found gold here. All right, so what about it? My general has a proposition to make to you.
4: Well, let's have it. (laughs) Si los matamos, tendríamos que cargar con todo por la tanto coja, usted el oro y matarlos después. What did he say?
8: He gave you Notre Dame and six
5: points.
8: (laughs) Hmm.
6: Yes, I shot him. I may be Irish, but I need better odds than that. (laughs) But the Federalists had us outnumbered. They killed my workers and took the mine. I had to flee into the hills for my life. After wandering for days, I stumbled exhausted into a camp of insurrectos. At first, they were suspicious... But finally, one of them came over and shook my hand. You want to shake hands? Si. <laughs> then I consider you my friend? See. <laughs> you will always help me? See.
5: <laughs> then, to my surprise, he walked away.
6: The insurrectos gave me food and drink, and I was about to be on my way when suddenly there was a stir of excitement.
8: What is it?
9: What's
6: happened?
4: It is our leader, Raquel. She has been wounded.
6: Your leader is a girl?
9: Si, senor. I am Raquel, their leader.
6: Well, I'm awfully pleased. Wait a minute. Weren't you the barmaid?
9: Si, senor. But on this show, everyone has to play two parts.
6: (laughs) Raquel. Raquel, there's blood on your shoulder.
4: I know. I've been shot. The bullet is still in there. Senor, there are no doctors here and no time to lose. Can you remove the bullet?
6: I'll try. Now, Raquel, there's no anesthetic, and this knife is going to hurt. I know. You'll have to be brave.
9: I will try.
6: Don't lose your nerve.
9: I won't.
6: Okay, here we go. There. It's out.
4: Pick him up. He fainted.
6: <laughs> when I came to, Rockell and I were alone, and she was stroking my hair. She was gorgeous, with smooth olive skin, luscious lips, and a figure like Marilyn Monroe. As I continued looking into her adoring eyes, a thought came to me. <laughs> What was so bad about Notre Dame and <laughs> six? Raquel spoke to me. She wanted me to join her band of soldiers. But I was more interested in getting my gold. I turned to go. Someone pulled at my sleeve.
4: Oh, Senor Irish. Senor Irish. What is it? Uh, before you leave, I would like you to meet my little six-year-old, San Tomas. Oh, hello, Tomas. Uh, Tomas, he is learning to be a magician. He does a wonderful act on the stage with his sister.
6: Really? So you're a magician, eh, Tomas?
2: Sing.
6: Sí. Do you have an act?
2: Sing. Sí.
6: With your sister? Si. Sí. What is your sister's name?
2: Sue.
8: <laughs> Sue?
9: Sing. Sí.
6: What do you do in your act?
9: Saw.
6: What do you saw? Sue. Sue? Sí. Now, wait a minute. Somebody put you up to this. Who was
4: it? Me. You? Sí. Si. Who are you? Sign. Sign?
6: Sí. Si. so nuts I couldn't sigh
5: straight <laughs> suddenly
6: out of nowhere the Federals attacked <laughs> one by one they cut us down and then Raquel was hit we fought desperately but Raquel and I were captured and thrown in jail that night I couldn't sleep a wink the cell was cold wet and filthy I didn't mind that so much but all night long the wind kept whistling through Raquel's shoulders The next morning As the sun rose They blindfolded us And marched us out To the courtyard
8: Home Ready Aim Wait You can't shoot me down Like a dog Give me a break Give me a chance I tell you what I will do senor I give you a fighting chance You take off your blindfold. Now, here is a weapon for you and a weapon for me. What? You count to ten and may the best hombre win.
6: Well, all right, I'll count to ten. One, two, three. Ooh, not yet. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Ooh, I think you're cheating. Nine. You missed me. That's better.
9: Irish, why didn't you shoot back?
6: I couldn't. He gave me a knife. As I lay there dying, I reached for a piece of Kleenex. On top of everything else, I caught hay fever.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, here's an important announcement. Carelessness is the greatest single cause of forest fires. Fires that every year destroy enough timber to build 86,000 homes. Most of these fires started because someone was careless with a lighted match, a campfire, a burning cigarette. Be on guard constantly against fire. Don't give fire a place to start. Thank you. Jack will be back in just a minute, but first, let's meet America's prettiest professional golfer, Here she is, Miss Alice Bauer.
2: You know something? I like to play golf. I've played golf for so many years. I played amateur golf at first, and now I'm playing professional golf. And I do like professional golf much better. It, uh, I don't know, it has more competition in it, and you really have to play a much better game of golf. I guess that's all a matter of taste, though. And after a hard day out on the golf course and really hard competition I like to come in and sit down and relax and light up a Lucky I guess that's a matter of taste too but to me Lucky's taste better
1: Thanks Alice Bauer Friends smoking enjoyment is all a matter of taste and the fact of the matter is Lucky's taste better cleaner fresher smoother first because Lucky Strike means fine tobacco and second because Luckies are made to taste better So be happy. Go lucky. Ask for a carton of Lucky Strike.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, next Sunday night over the entire CBS network, I will be doing my third television show of the season. And my guest star will be Humphrey Bogart. I hope you'll all be watching.
1: was written by Sam Perrin, Milt Joseph Berg, George Walter, John Packerberry, Hal Goldman, and Al Gordon, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Marks. Be sure to hear The American Way with Horace Height for Lucky Strike every Thursday over this same station. Consult your newspaper for the time. The Jack Benny Program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes. This is the CBS Radio Network. And KNX Los Angeles.
6: To be or not to be? That is the question. Whether tis
8: nobler in the minds to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against the sea of troubles, and by opposing, end them.
5: <laughs>
8: oh, I'll murder them tonight. I'll fracture
6: RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television, presents the Phil Harris, Alice Bay Show. For your enjoyment, here is the Phil Harris Alice Fay Show, transcribed, written by Ed James and Lou Derman, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, John Hubbard, Janine Roos, and Whitfield, Walter Sharp and his music, and yours truly, Bill Foreman. (laughs) The title of tonight's Little Clam Bake is The Barbells of Scotland, or Who Put the Muscle in Mr. Harris's Bustle? First, however, here's a word from RCA Victor.
8: And now the stars of the RCA Victor program, Alice Pay and Phil Harris.
6: There's a place for everything, and everything has its place. That's what I always say. What do you always say? Anyway, tonight, as we look in on the Harrises, Phil and Alice are busy trying to find a spot in the living room for their new seat, Love seats, that is.
5: <laughs> You're
8: my everything underneath the sun. You're my everything all rolled
7: into one.
2: Put down that mirror
5: and help me. Oh. oh.
7: oh
6: okay, honey. You just say the word, and these sinews of steel will snap into action. These brawny shoulders will strain to accomplish the impossible. Harris,
8: the living mule train, will walk
6: <laughs> Never out. mind, Philip. Step aside and I'll push the love seat. Oh,
2: thank you, Willie. Thanks.
6: Where do you want it, Alice?
2: Well, uh, uh, over near the fireplace, I think.
6: Willie? Over near the fireplace. All right. <laughs> there. How does that look? Oh,
5: well, I don't know. Uh,
8: somehow, a love seat doesn't look
6: right in front of a fireplace. Hey, put straps on it and it'll make a good hot seat.
3: Family
5: hot seat. Willie, you think it would look better if What are you we...
8: asking him for? Do you think it is? He don't even know what a love
6: seat is. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Ask me, ask me. I'm an expert on all that furniture stuff. Hoopendale, chicken scoop, Lewis.
5: <laughs> 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 Nutty
6: Pine, Palomino Mahogany. <laughs> Wormwood? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Ask me anything. Well, how would you like the love seat in front of those two-day windows? Huh?
6: I wouldn't. And why not pray? Because pray, it's none of the neighbor's business. Pray while my love seat is doing, Pray. That's why not pray. <laughs> long pray. All
5: right, Willie, put it backwards. What?
8: Again. Again. <laughs> There. Oh, Alice, I'm
6: exhausted. You're exhausted? You ever try lugging them cushions around? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Philip, let's face it. You're too old to indulge in activity of a physical nature. Oh, I am. I am. For your information, even a diesel engine puffs a little when it's getting up steam. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But in your case, it isn't steam. Merely hot air. (laughs) Oh, now look, Willie. You owe Phil an apology. Come on, come on! Apologize. Oh, well, I apologize, Philip. That's more like it. I really should have more respect for old age. <laughs> old age. Look, Willie. When you're wearing a toupee, they'll still be using my hair as a model for Shirley Temple
3: doll.
5: <laughs> nerve of that guy!
6: Me getting old? I'm as strong as I. Oh, Alice, do I look
8: like I'm softening up? Maybe we'd better leave the love seat where it is, Phil I don't want you to strain yourself I'm not straining myself And stop making me out like an old man I... Uh, come in
6: Hi, Alice Hello, Elliot Hi, Dad (laughs) All right, don't go calling me Dad Ain't much call around for banjos, Clyde
5: (laughs) You hip
6: today, Alice
8: you know Phil. He and Willie are at it again.
6: Oh. Curly, you shouldn't let Willie aggravate your high blood pressure like that. You don't aggravate my. Who's got high blood pressure? Oh, I, I didn't mean that, Curly. I just meant getting excited ain't the best thing for hardened arteries, that's all. Well, I know it ain't, but.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: Elliot. Who's got hardened arteries? Oh. An old uncle of mine. He's only 44 and stiff as a plank. <laughs> He's got a lot of steak, too <laughs> You know, plaque steak <laughs> Hey, <well. laughs> Look, Elliot, I got news for you, it ain't funny I thought it was rather droll
5: <laughs>
9: Hey,
6: Alice, that Willie must have given our boy a hard time, huh?
9: Well, he only meant it for Phil's Good Phil is getting a little heavy for his age There goes geez. again, there
6: goes again for his age Last week it was the same thing You're getting old You're falling apart Phil You know, I played hooky From the fifth grade To see you in Alexander's Ragtime
5: band <laughs> You know that, don't you? Well,
6: all I said The way you talk you you think I was 80 years old? A quintuplet or something
8: I knew that wouldn't get nothing
5: <laughs> And
8: another thing Excuse me, Philip What do you do now? Nothing. Then why do I have to excuse you for <laughs> I merely wish to speak to my sister, if you don't mind. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. Don't pay any attention to old man, Mose.
6: I'll just curl up in front of the fire and count my vote for McKinley button.
2: <laughs> what is it, Willie?
6: Alice, I merely wanted to tell you that I'm going shopping. Good, and...
2: I'll go with you. We'll be back in a little while, Phil. Yeah,
8: good. While you're out, see if you can pick me up some mall bath. That pablum fell backward. <laughs> Tell me, I'm getting old Younger than any of you I'm getting younger all the time
6: Hi, Curly Six more birthdays and I'll be back playing that sock symbol in high school <laughs> Hi, Curly What are you grinning at? Oh, I'm not grinning I was yawning and my lip got stuck Well, I'm sticking because it ain't funny Oh, Curly, I hate to say this about the woman you love, but she's right. Uh, right about what? About you. You ain't got no more muscles than a clam digger's apron.
8: <laughs> oh, is that so? I got muscles I ain't even used yet. I got muscles I ain't never gonna use. Now,
5: trouble you,
6: Curly, you don't get no exercise. What are you talking about? I work, don't I? Oh, sure, but
5: look, Curly...
6: Flipping Alice's coupons ain't exactly a pick and shovel job.
5: <laughs>
6: I use heavy scissors.
5: <laughs>
6: but it ain't enough. You gotta lift that barge, tote that bale. Go ahead, you're leaving out the best line.
5: <laughs>
7: <laughs> you know, you get a little da da dee de, dumbbomb.
6: All right, wait a minute, Curly. You know what you need? Exercise. You ought to work out every day like Rocky Marciano or Kit Gavin or Millicent Berry or... Who? Hmm? Who? Oh, Millicent Berry. Who's she? A girl I work out with from time to time. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Look,
6: Elliot... No, I'm not kidding, Curly. You ought to do something like... Wait a minute. I got it. I know just the thing, and it won't cost you a dime. A barbell.
5: Oh.
8: (laughs) Barbell, huh? Yeah. You know, I've always wanted one of them things.
6: You did? Sure. Saves you banging your knuckles on the bar when you want a refill. (laughs) Get a whole set. You know, they got all different kinds, Curly They got martini barbells with a petrified olive for a clanger. <laughs> and they got them old-fashioned barbells with or without a cherry Curly, you're interrupting me, Elliot, let me dream Look, I got a friend who works out with the weights
8: all the time
6: Oh, oh, that kind of barbell That's right I bet you if I call the ox, he'll be glad to lend you one The yeah. ox? Mm-hmm, that's your friend? you see him, Curly He's built like a statue. Like a Greek god. He is, huh? A regular Adonis. And girls. They go nuts about him. They do, huh?
5: <laughs>
1: he gives his rejects to Marlon Brando.
5: <laughs> now. Nah. Yeah. You know,
8: Elliot. Yeah? I have been feeling a little sluggish
6: lately. <laughs>
5: well,
6: say maybe a little exercise would be good for me. Um, say, uh, hmm? why don't you call your friend and see if you can borrow a barbell?
5: Two, three. <laughs> All
6: right, I'll call him right now. In the meantime, you can work out with the orchestra. To build muscles?
8: You can't build muscles with an orchestra. Vaughn Monroe did. <laughs> Vaughn Monroe. Go wash your mouth out with an RCA Oh, <laughs> No, where'd you pick that up? Get out, out of here right. I'll try it once You mean old muscle voice? All right, come in here, fellas Let's try Peace of the pudding Peace of the pudding piece of Hold it.
5: We wasn't ready <laughs> You're
6: a little quick today, ain't you, Mr. Herman? And away now Now go Peace of pudding Peace of pudding, piece of pudding. Peace of pudding hot! Peace of pudding hot! Peace of pudding
3: cold! Peace of pudding in the pot! Just nine days old!
6: Well, a patty cake, a patty cake, a baker's man, you got to put it in the oven just as fast as you can. Some like it hot some like it cold. I like it in the pot nine days old! Peace of pudding hot!
8: Peace of pudding cold! Peace of pudding in
6: the pot! Just nine days old! care much about going to school. It was all work and no play. But when I came home about half past three,
7: loved to hear my mama say.
6: Peace puttin' hot. Hot puttin'. Got peach puttin' cold. Cold puttin'. Got the puttin' in the fire. Hot puttin'. Just nine
8: days old. Nine days old. I don't like ham. I don't like greens. If I get out of this, by no means. Peace puttin' hot. Peace puttin' cold.
3: He's button in the pot, just nine days old. I don't want ham, I don't I want, want greens, I mean there's that only one dish that pops for saint He's hot the pot pot pudding. He's putting cold the puttin cold cold, cold, cold pudding. He's putting in the pot
6: the pot pot pudding. Just
3: nine days old. Just nine
6: days old. Mama said, son, here's 15 cents. Go watch that elephant jump the bed. He jumped so high he started to fly. We didn't get back till the 4th of July. He's putting hot the pot pot pudding.
7: He's putting cold the puttin cold cold, cold, cold pudding. He's putting in the pot the pot pot pudding. Just nine days old. Just nine days old. Hot hot pudding. Cold cold pudding. Hard, hot, hard, Nine days old. Nine days old.
8: Hey, Curly, he's here. He's here. Who's here? The ox. The ox? Yeah. The ox.
5: You
1: heard of Keats? You heard of Shelley? Here's the ox with his tremendous torso.
5: Uh, Curly,
8: this is the ox. Yeah, Oxy, this is Curly. Yeah, glad to know you, Oxy boy.
1: You want to shake hands with me? You'll have to reach down. I don't bend so good.
6: But
8: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Curly, pure muscle. Yeah, solid. Yeah, yes.
3: yeah solid.
6: Hey, Oxy, uh, you didn't forget to bring the barbell, did you?
3: Forget it. What do you think this is under my arm?
6: May West. <laughs> uh, 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 uh,
3: uh,
0: uh. He's a kid, eh, huh, Ellie? <laughs>
6: <laughs> That's the barbell, Curly. Boy, it's a big one, ain't it? Must weigh 300 pounds.
5: Uh, what are you,
6: kidding? No, I kidding you. What's that thing weigh, Oxy? Oh, this will go
1: easy. 350 uh, and a couple of odd ounces. See? Look, I gotta go home and rinse out a few things. Where do you want the barbell? Oh, just uh, toss it over here. Toss it? Okay. <laughs>
6: I wonder if Alice is going to like a sunken living room
5: <laughs>
6: Oxy, what did you do that for?
8: Because you asked for it
6: Thank you, Ox Baker
5: Tomorrow,
1: if you want, I'll bring a bigger one Oh
6: no, 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 Oxy, this going to be fine Great, thank you very much Okay, fellas, I'll be seeing you your hurry, Ox. You
1: heard of Shelly. You heard of Keats. Goodbye, sad world. The Ox retreats. <laughs> hey,
6: hmm? he's a nice guy. Yeah. What does he do? Drives a good humor wagon. <laughs> <laughs> it figures. Mm-hmm. Well, I listened to you again, Elliot. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to do. Just listen to you. Now, what are we going to do about that hole in the floor? Same as last time cover it with a rug. You can't do that Alice will find out Not until somebody Falls through All right All right Go ahead You get a rug And I'll lift the barbell Right Okay, Philip You might as well start now Just get a good hold On this thing And
8: then Hey, Elliot Yeah, Curly I'll
6: get the rug You lift the barbell (laughs) Oh, come on It can't be that heavy, Curly Come on You take one And I'll take the other
8: You ready? Yeah Lift (laughs)
6: Why don't we both get the rug?
5: <laughs> Look, Elliot, we gotta get this
6: thing out of here before Alice sees it. Now let's move it. With what? With what? I asked you first. Elliot, there's gotta be some way. Hey, hmm? we can only find a crowbar or something to shove underneath. Yeah, but where are we gonna find a crowbar or something to shove underneath?
5: Anybody home? I'm from the grocery. Curly. <laughs>
8: our little crow bait. <laughs>
9: I figured you guys had enough of that. <laughs> I was pretty good, huh, fellas? I said I brought over some. What are you looking at me so funny for? Me head on crooked or something?
8: Oh no! Oh. Hey, uh, come here, Julius. I don't want it. Nobody's gonna hurt you, Julius, boy.
9: I don't know. Every time you two guys get me alone, I'm safer behind the iron curtain. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Is that a nice thing to say after Mr. Harris was going to
8: give you this beautiful barbell for a Christmas present?
5: In October. <laughs>
9: well, kid,
6: um, you um, you see, um, uh, well that way I get to uh, deduct it from my income tax.
9: You can deduct the barbell. Naturally,
6: everybody knows that. You lift the barbell, and where is
8: it? Overhead. A deductible item if ever I heard one (laughs) Nice thinking, Curly You ought to do my taxes next year (laughs) Well, Julius, if you want it, she's
6: yours Just pick it up and trot on home with it Go ahead, kid, what are you waiting
8: for?
9: It's me instinct of (laughs) self-preservation Whenever me short hair stand up on end And me ears begin twitching And me spine begins arching up Somehow I get suspicious (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's
6: fine, that's fine You hear that, Elliot? He don't trust us I can't understand it Okay, if you want to act that way We'll just have to keep it ourselves well, no, could... Wait a minute Okay, I'll take it Well, now you're talking Okay, Julius, lay down Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this ain't just an ordinary barbell It's for
8: developing stomach muscles
6: Yeah, and it only works when you're flat on your back
8: Okay, kid, what are you waiting for?
9: It's has been they're standing up again.
6: Julius, tell them to lay down. And you lay down with them.
9: Now, I don't know. Why do I get myself into things like this? Okay, so I'm down. Now what?
6: Okay, give me a hand, Elliot. We'll just roll this bar barrel over on top of
9: it. Wait a minute! Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, heave it. Hey, this thing is heavy.
8: Okay, Julius. Stand up and take it home. <laughs>
9: Are you kidding? I can't move. My <laughs> poor little chest feels like it's touching me back.
6: I got news for you, it is did. <laughs> Curly, we better get him out. Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay, let's do it together. Come on. Right. and one, one,
5: three
8: <clears throat> You know what, Curly? You're stuck. Yeah, I know. Now what do we do? I don't know. Maybe
3: we feed him a couple of hundred cakes of yeast. (laughs) Then he swells up and the barbell
6: slides off. Sounds logical.
9: I won't eat him. Never, never, never. Get me out of here. Get me out, will you?
6: You know, Curly, there's only one way to get this thing off. We rent ourselves a Derrick. Yeah. Hey, a Derrick, huh? Derek. Hey, how's that sound to you, Julius?
9: I'm saving all my testimony for the D.A. (laughs) Ooh, the (laughs) pain. Way that kid's
8: acting, Elliot. You know, mm-hmm. something might think he's getting balmy.
9: Everything's tight and black. I'm floating around in the sky. A beautiful angel is singing.
8: You hear anything, Kurt? I don't know.
9: Uh, Gee, such beautiful music.
8: A song of love is a sad song. Hi, Lily, hi, Lily, hello. A song of love is a song of woe.
2: Don't ask me how I know. A song of love is a
5: sad song, for I have loved and it's
8: so I sit by the window and watch the rain. Hi, Lily, I lily, I know. Tomorrow
6: I'll probably love again. Hi Lily, I lily,
5: I know. A song of love is a sad song High lily, high lily, hello A song of love is a song of hope Don't ask
7: me how I know A song of love is
2: a sad song
5: For I have
2: loved and I know I sit by the window and watch the rain Hi
7: Lily, hi Lily,
2: hi Lowe.
5: Tomorrow I'll probably love
2: again. Hi Lily, hi Lily, hi
5: Lowe. Gee,
9: wasn't that beautiful? What? The music.
8: Will you forget about it, Julius? Forget about it. There, there ain't been no music.
9: But I heard... Look,
8: it's that barbell on your chest. That's what's doing it. The whole thing is an obstacle delusion.
5: But <laughs> well, Mr. Harris, Look, Julius,
6: Julius, will you just keep quiet now and wait till Elliot gets back with the derrick and we'll get you fixed up and nothing flat. That's
9: what I'm beginning to feel like. Nothing flat. we Hey, Curly!
6: Hey, there he is. He's back. Hey, Elliot! Did you get it? You said it! The finest drive-yourself derrick in town!
9: <laughs>
6: hey, do you hear that, junior. The finest derrick in town.
9: I wish I was dead.
6: What <laughs> happened Okay, Elliot! You know how to run it now, huh? You betcha! You. Okay, now listen to me. You got it all set? Yep! All right, now just lower the boom and then swing it through the window. Roger! Here we go! Oh! <laughs> What's the matter with
3: you? I thought the window was open. (laughs) Did I break
5: it bad? No, you
8: broke it good. (laughs) Oh, Alice is going to kill me.
5: Well,
6: that's
3: why they put erasers on (laughs) Derrick's. Let's try it
5: again, eh?
6: Okay, now take it easy, will you? Yeah, okay, here we go. Uh, Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right, keep it going, Elliot.
7: Raise it a little. Raise it a little. A little more. A little more. 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 Raise it. Raise it a little.
3: <laughs> now look what you did. You broke down the window.
8: you yes, i something, Curly. I just found out what's wrong.
3: I'm a lefty. This is a right-handed Derek. <laughs>
6: Oh, what am I going to tell Alice? She's going to murder me. There's two
3: more windows, Curly, and I'll have this
6: thing down pat. We got two more windows. <laughs> Elliot, will you please take it
8: easy now? Move it back a little. Move it back, okay. Contact. That's it. Okay, now. How
3: you doing it? Okay. Up a little. Up a little. That's it. That's no, there. Elliot. Stop, Elliot. Kelly! Stop! Hold it! Hold it! Hold it! Something wrong, Curly? I said up a little. Too far up, huh? What am I going to do without a front door? (laughs)
5: Well, you
3: haven't had an open house for a long time. (laughs)
6: i enough trouble without you, Elliot. Yeah? Fine, be more careful, will you? Okay, Curly. I think I got it now. I'll swing it in through the window like I wasn't even there. I got news
3: for you, it ain't. <laughs> now, look, Elliot. Yes, sir? Just swing it. Just swing it right into the room. Okay, here we go. Attaboy. Swing it right in the room. Right in there. That's it. Swing it right in. Elliot... Get it out of the corner! You're bouncing against the wall! I know, but man, dig that crazy beat! What do you stop at?
6: Curly. You gotta stop screaming like that! You're gonna get ulcers!
5: <laughs> Elliot. <laughs>
8: yes, Curly. Take it over to Julius.
5: You ain't gonna get
9: that thing near me What are you worrying about?
8: It's only a derrick.
9: Only a derrick, he said I think when a dentist punch a drill at me And he tells me it's only a derrick.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Will you be still?
6: Okay, Elliot Bring it down Okay Is that enough? That's it, okay Okay, that's it, hold it, All hold right. it I just got to hook it under the this barbell. Please,
9: Mr. Harris, take this thing away. Let me stay under the barbell. I'm happy here. Believe me.
6: <laughs> Will you please keep out of this? Okay, Elliot. It's all hooked up. Now, okay. Look, this time, just take it right straight up. Right huh?
4: straight up. Okay.
6: Right-o.
3: Attaboy. Attaboy. Straight up. Straight up. Okay,
5: hold it. Now you got it. Okay, you got it.
3: Hold it right
6: up there. Okay, Julius, you can get up now. You're loose. Julius.
8: Julius, where are you? <laughs> where am I? Oh, that's rich. <laughs> that
5: standing up here like a nickel cigar in a claw machine. <laughs> and he
3: wants to know where am I? Ooh. Julius, get down off of my ceiling. You're getting spots on it. Help,
5: my please.
3: Elliot, let him down. Okay.
6: Hey, okay, Shirley What well, you done? You wrecked my whole piano Where's Julius? I would say somewhere between middle C and the basement
5: <laughs> What did he say, Philly? What did he say, Phil, Phil, what's going on in there? Who's
3: playing the piano? The piano? Oh, Liberace <laughs>
5: <the> piano? Who? <laughs> what did he yeah,
3: Julius has given his invitation to Sophie Tucker.
6: It's great to hear out of here. <laughs> Phil will be back in just a moment. Lady, are you caught in the kitchen traffic jam when you serve a big meal? Must you choose between cold biscuits and a cold roast? Well, you know, the new RCA Estate Range serves you a problem of getting everything at once. You can serve everything, meat, biscuits, vegetables, sauces, coffee, steaming hot at their peak of savory perfection. The barbecue or meat oven for charcoal done flavor, the hideaway griddle for top-of-range grilling, the big balanced heat bake oven. Dependable performance, easy operation. The new, the wonderful, the sensational RCA Estate Gas and Electric Ranges. At your dealers
8: now. (laughs)
6: This is Phil again. On Tuesday, October the 20th, I'll be in Cleveland, Bob Hope's hometown, to appear with Bob on his first television show of the season. Give us a look in, huh? Good night.
8: Good night, everybody.
6: (laughs) Included in this program transcribed was Alan Reed. The part of Julius was played by Walter Tetley. This has been an NBC
8: Radio Network production.
0: hello again this is buck benny speaking welcome to another episode of the jack benny show from the 1943-1944 season Uh, tonight's episode uh, jack talks about um entertaining the troops in africa and he did do that so that's not some made-up story he also it gives us a chance on this episode to be introduced to a lot of the writers that are going to be uh Jack Benny Mainstays, and a lot of them have speaking parts in this episode, so that's kind of cool. But back to Jack and and entertaining the troops. Um, Other than Bob Hope, and Bob Hope gets all the recognition and deserves all the recognition for entertaining more troops than anybody else in uh, entertainment history. Uh, But what a lot of people don't know is the second person, uh, second highest, how you say this? <laughs> the person that that entertained the second highest amount of troops, next to Bob Hope, is Jack Benny. Um, I saw in a Time magazine, I believe it was, or Newsweek, probably a decade ago. I saw an article about this, and it was really interesting in that. And I don't remember if they were talking about the amount of places they performed or the amount of troops entertained. I'm going to just convert it to troops and say it was something like this. It was uh, something like that Bob Hope had entertained, I don't know if it's 80,000 troops or 800,000 troops. Let's just say 800,000 troops for the sake of argument. And then it listed, which is amazing. And then it listed off the next highest person, and that was Jack Benny. And Jack had entertained 600,000 troops, let's say. I mean, it might have been 60,000. I don't know how that all related, but it was about that much less, that percentage less than Bob Hope. And then it showed the person who was next on the list, and I don't even remember who it was, but they had entertained like 200,000 troops. So there's Bob and Jack Benny, that are really close to each other with how many troops they entertained and are huge numbers. And then everybody else, even the top next person, the third person in row, is way down compared to what those two entertained. And it's just Jack doesn't get recognized for doing that. But that's quite an accomplishment that he had. Um, It just gets overshadowed by how, um, much more Bob Hope did. Uh, of course Bob Hope lived longer too. So it would have been interesting to know when Jack died, um, how close they were. because um, I don't know how many more troops Bob Hope entertained after that, but I think he'd done most of his entertaining of troops by 74 when, uh, Jack died anyway. Um, And it doesn't really matter who came in first or second. What really matters is they both um, entertained so many folks in the armed forces and provided so much um, relief for these folks that were in stressful situations. I just think that's phenomenal, and I just don't want Jack to get lost in the shuffle. Anyway, enjoy tonight's episode, and uh, we will see you next time for some more Jack Benny. And if you want to hear Bob Hope entertaining the troops, you need to turn in last night's episode where we played uh, command performance with Bob Hope and Judy Garland uh, and a lot of other folks, including Don Wilson uh, putting on a command performance for uh, for the armed forces, which is pretty cool. And that'll be every Wednesday night. We're going to be running that. So, anyway, enjoy tonight's show. Enjoy command performances on wednesday nights from now on and uh, we'll see you next time
1: the grape nuts and grape nuts flakes program coming to you from new york city and starring jack benny with mary livingston phil harris dennis day rochester and yours truly don wilson Back in the dear dead days when folks put on long linen dusters to go scorching over the roads in a brand new horseless carriage, yes, way back then, delicious, malty-rich grape nuts were making a hit at American breakfast tables. And they've been making a hit ever since. Today, you can enjoy that one delicious flavor in two delicious forms. Grape nuts, crisp, crunchy kernels. And grape nuts flakes, delicate, toasty brown flakes. Both have a malty-rich, sweet-as-a-nut goodness that's absolutely distinctive a flavor with punch and zest that makes breakfast the high spot of the day. And Grape Nuts and Grape Nuts Flakes are both basic seven foods, for they supply all-around whole-grain nourishment. Our government wants us to eat more of such cereals, for they're plentiful, not rationed, and they help to take the place of scarcer foods. So for real energy-giving nourishment, plus rich, unusual flavor and texture, make it Grape Nuts or Grape Nuts Flakes in the morning, every morning. And now ladies and gentlemen, say Mary uh Mary, are you sure it's all right?
2: Certainly, isn't it Phil?
1: Sure, go ahead, Don. Okay. And now ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> for the second broadcast of the season, we bring you the first lady of Grape Nuts, Miss Mary Livingston.
2: Thank you, thank you Hello again, this is Mary talking And Don, the reason I ask you to introduce me Is because Jack's out in the hall talking to his new writers His
8: writers? Not so loud, Don, uh, not so loud You know, people think I had lived this stuff here, you know <laughs> I'm one of them spontaneous
6: men <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Phil <laughs> Say, Mary, uh, how's Jackson uh, since he
2: got home? Oh, Phil, it's simply awful Since he got back from North Africa, that's all he talks about He absolutely drives you nuts. Are you kidding? Kidding? You want to know something? Jack's a bigger ham now than he was before he left. No. No, no. No! No,
3: No, don't do that to me. I got a
7: wife and baby.
5: Maybe two. (laughs) No,
2: it's, it's the truth, fellas. This military stuff has really gotten into Jack's system. Gosh, how he'd love to be a general. What a guy.
1: I can't understand Jack wanting to be a soldier. Wasn't he in the navy in the last war?
2: Yeah, but he was in the army the war before that.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, and there's one thing I got to tell you kids. You'll never believe this. <laughs> <laughs> what is it,
1: Mary? Yeah, tell us.
2: Oh. oh, it's so fantastic. Well, then,
6: go ahead. Tell us. What is it?
2: Well, yesterday morning, while Jack was shaving, he cut his cheek. Yeah? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. And ever since then, he's been calling himself Old Blood and gut.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, he's impossible.
5: One, two, three, four.
2: One, two... Three, four. That's Jack now, out in the hall. One, two, three, four.
1: What you doing, drilling?
2: Either that or counting his hair.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Who
1: knows? Say, Mary, do you think I ought to go out and get Jack away from these boys?
2: No, I'll go. And I hope he's forgotten about his African campaign. Up,
6: up, up, four. Up, 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 four. Up. up, up. halt! Present pencils. (laughs) A fine bunch of comedy writers. Recruits from the Allen program. (laughs) Rookies, every one of you. Just look at you. Walter, pull in your typewriter. Yes, sir. And Josephsburg, your pencil. Look at that point. That's my head, sir. I mean the one with the eraser on it. <laughs> and Tackerberry, where's Howard? He went AWOL to Red Skelton, sir. He did, eh? Now, listen, men. This is no picnic, you know. You got a job to do, and I'm going to see that you do it. And you. Look at you with your hair hanging down in your face. I never had that trouble with Bill Morrow. But, sir, wasn't he bald? LAUGHTER that's beside the point. That's my head, sir.
5: <laughs>
6: and I had another writer with me for eight years, Eddie Boulogne. Do you know where he is now? In the sanitarium, sir? <laughs> now, cut that out, boys, sir. All right, men, you can go downstairs to your room now and write next week's program. Yes, yes sir. sir. About face, forward, mark. Hey, look out for that window
5: <laughs>
6: Well Well, I guess they're all right, darn it. Oh, boy, 35 weeks of this.
2: Well, it serves you right.
6: Oh, hello, Mary.
2: If you'd stop acting like a top sergeant in the movies, you wouldn't have so much trouble. Now, come on in, Jack. The program's half over. Okay. Well, here he is, fellas.
6: Hello, Jack. We've been waiting for you. Hiya, Jackson. At ease, man.
2: (laughs) Uh, Shall we line up for inspection?
6: Not now. Uh, play, Phil. You see, Mary, I have to discipline the boys. That's <laughs> the
5: important.
6: Played by Phil Harris and his orchestra And now, ladies and gentlemen Hey, Jackson uh, Mary tells us you've gone military Since you got back from Africa What's the idea?
1: What do you mean? She says the army life has gone to your head Oh, that's ridiculous
2: Ridiculous? Didn't you try to buy an officer's uniform With two pair of shoulders?
6: (laughs) Mary Mary, it was just a buck private's uniform and I had a hard time finding one. Well, let's go into a lot of trouble just to get in the movies for half price, Bub.
5: <laughs> Phil,
6: uh, Phil, gags like that put you in Fred Allen's class, and he's not working. Right now. <laughs> anyway, as long as you brought it up, you know, as long as you brought it up, the part of the Army I'm interested in is the Air Corps.
2: There you are, fellas. <laughs>
6: I am. I really am. I'm interested in the Air Corps.
2: Last night he brought down six flies with a spray gun, so now he's an aide. I
6: brought down seven and three probables.
5: <laughs> if
6: you're getting out communique, sister, get them right. <laughs> and now, ladies and
4: gentlemen, for our... Come in. Yes? Oh, Mr. Benny, remember me from last week? I'm the cab driver that brought you into from the airport.
6: Oh, yes. Yes, certainly. Yeah, your name is Crowley. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, I remember. Uh, you have a brother over in North
4: Africa. Yeah, Joseph Corporal.
6: Yes, yeah. Oh, of course, certainly. Corporal Crowley, yeah.
4: I can't understand you not running into him. He was in Africa at the same time you were. Well, look, buddy, buddy, I told you last week, you know, I... I saw so many soldiers I mean, how would I know your brother? Well, a couple of months ago we got into a debate with an MP and lost three front teeth
6: Well, it just so happens that every soldier I saw had all his front teeth
4: Then you've probably seen Joe He had a bridge put in <laughs> uh,
6: Look, Mr. Crowley I know how you feel I mean, you've got a brother who's a corporal in the Army and you're proud of him I'm proud of him, too I mean, but how could I pick out among thousands and thousands of men? Well, they strapped for (laughs) dead. Look, Mr. Crowley, look, 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 I know, but you've got... uh, Look, we've got a program to do. I'll talk to you later. Just take a chair and sit down over there, will you? Okay. Thank you. You know, Mary, he's a nice guy, and I can understand how he feels, but what can I do?
2: (laughs) (laughs) What's that?
6: My writers, they finally thought of a joke. (laughs) One of them didn't like it
2: He will next time
6: You said it, huh? You know, Mary, guys like that, you know Hello, Dennis Hello, Mr. Benny Well, well, how are you, kid? Fine, sir Dennis, you don't have to salute me in the studio. Yes, sir. And you don't have to call me sir. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Dennis, look, just act natural, you see, but don't overdo it, you know. Okay. Say, Mr. Benny, you must have a very funny program. As I was coming in, I heard people laughing and screaming. Well, that wasn't the audience, Dennis. That was my writer's. Well, they're people,
2: aren't they, Miss Livingston? <laughs> I'm not so sure about the one that's got his ears tied in a bow.
6: Mary no, he has to tie them. There's a bobby pin shortage. Anyway. Say, Mr. Benny, yeah? do you think you can get one of your riders to relieve me this evening?
1: Well. well l- relieve you of what, Dennis?
6: I'm on sentry duty in front of Mr. Benny's room every night. <laughs> Dennis, it's just until... Isn't that awful? Well, listen, kid, you don't have to stand there all night. When Jackson goes to sleep, why don't you beat it? Oh, I don't dare. He's got his bed pushed up to the door, and he keeps peeking at me through the keyhole. <laughs> Dennis, stop exaggerating, will you? And let's have your song. Okay. Hey, you'd think that the...
4: Praxis knuckles a lot. Funny it didn't hear him. <laughs> uh,
6: who? My brother, Corporal Crowley. Look, you told me about his knuckles last week. Now, look at Crowley. Won't you please... (laughs) Hey, those writers are really on the beam. I'm going down and see what gags they've dreamed up. Excuse me, kid.
2: All right, Dennis. While Jack's gone, you might as well do your song. Okay, Miss Livingston. Oh, hold it a minute. I'll take it. Hello?
3: Hello, Miss Livingston. This is Rochester. (laughs)
2: Hello, Rochester. How are you?
3: I'm fine, thanks. How are you, Miss Limston? Oh, I'm all right. That's good. Can I speak to old blood and guts?
2: <laughs> uh, you mean Mr. Benny?
3: That's what they called him before he cut himself.
2: Rochester, has he been giving you that military stuff, too?
3: Has he? You won't let me out of the hotel room without a three-day pass. <laughs> You know what else, Miss Livingston? What? He made me sew four stars on his nightgown and a service stripe on his BVDs.
5: <laughs>
2: well, that's the silliest thing I ever heard of. So far.
5: <laughs> well,
2: Rochester, Mr. Benny just stepped out, but I'll tell him you called.
3: Thanks, Miss Livingston. I'll be right over to pick him up. Goodbye. Goodbye. Now, let's see. Where'd I put my helmet?
2: A service stripe on his BVD.
1: Okay, kids. Hey, let's get on with the show. Say, Jack, what were your writers laughing about? Did they think up some good gags for you? No, they were
6: listening to a record of Burns and Allen. <laughs> Sing, Dennis. A fine bunch of guys I've got. Say, he does look funny with his ears tied in a bow with that, you know? He really does. sweet you are from that sensational film, Thank Your Lucky Stars, presented by the famous Warner Brothers and made by that talented and lovable producer, Mark Hellinger, making a happy combination. Jack,
2: what are you worried about? You're signed for your next picture.
6: <laughs> oh, yes. And sung by Dennis Day. <laughs> That's right, I'm sorry, that's right, ladies and gentlemen Sung by Dennis Day That lovable
1: tenor with the golden voice Thanks And do you good folks know why Dennis has such a sweet and golden voice? No, why? (laughs) Because he eats grape nuts and grape nuts flakes Thereby enjoying one delicious flavor in two distinctive forms Isn't that right, Dennis? Yes
6: Grape nuts are so crunchy and the flakes, they are so munchy that I always eat a bunchy for my breakfast and my lunchy. (laughs) Uh, Dennis, uh... Dennis, how about... How about dinner? Thanks. Are you sure I won't be intruding? (laughs) No, you won't. Bring your own grape nuts. And now, folks, for our feature... Come in... Mr. Benny? Yes? Brown's the name, John Brown. I'm a reporter for the Associated Press. They sent me over here to get an interview. Well, I'm always glad to see the gentlemen of the press. Great bunch of boys. Don't give me that, chum. I hate this as much as you love it. <laughs> uh, well, Mr. Brown... I want a story and you need publicity, so start talking. Well, look, Mr. Brown... I got to make a deadline, and you want to see your puss in print. Well, Mr. Brown... Now, tell me about your trip. Where did you go? What did you do? Well, uh, to tell you the truth, fellow, I I don't want to brag... But you will. You will. No, no, Mr. Brown, I'm not bragging at all. I was in Central Africa, Cairo... The Persian Gulf? Yes, yes. I was also in Sicily, Italy. Were you in Tripoli? Yes. Casablanca? What did you say, mister? Hmm? I said, were you in Casablanca? Was I in Casablanca? Let me tell you a story, Mr. Brown. Come closer. This will be interesting. (laughs) Very interesting. (laughs) Casablanca in 1939. Across the Mediterranean to Iran. Then by train or camel or foot across the rim of Africa to Casablanca in French Morocco. Where some men sell their souls for a passport others wait
1: and wait and wait Casablanca the crossroads of the world the scene is Ricky Bogart's nightclub where the high (laughs) the low the fallen and the mighty gather to see this man of mystery Ricky
3: closing up for the night Mr. Ricky
1: better come home with me you've had enough to drink
6: no Sam I want to stay here and brood. <laughs> I want to brood, Sam.
3: What are you brooding about?
6: You know what it is. It's her, Sam. Ingrid. <laughs> when we split up in Paris, she left me. She left me, Sam. Left me a sad and broken-down old man.
3: That's the way she found you, boy. <laughs>
6: Oh, Ingrid, Ingrid, I thought I'd gotten you out of my mind, but you come back like a ghost, haunting me, haunting me, But I won't take you back, see?
2: I won't do it. <laughs> if Humphrey Bogart's listening, it doesn't get any better.
6: <laughs> Sam, Sam, play that song for me again, will you, kid?
4: What's the use, Mr.
3: Ricky? It only brings back memories. I don't care. Play it.
4: Say, my brother was in Casablanca. (laughs) Maybe you saw him there. Look,
6: Crowley. Crowley, not now. I'm having trouble with a girl. Just sit down, Crowley. Sit down and pour yourself a drink, will you?
4: Okay, thanks. Ingrid. Ingrid. Go ahead,
6: Sam. Play that song. I want to hear it once more.
3: You must remember this. <laughs> a kiss is still a kiss, A oh, sigh. <laughs>
6: That's it, Sam. Sing it, boy.
3: (laughs) The fundamental things apply as time goes by. As the time goes by,
6: sing it, boys.
3: And when two lovers woo, they still say I love you. Oh, conqueror!
6: The fundamental things apply. As As time goes
3: by As time goes by
6: What a song What a song, Sam It tortures me It tortures me, but I love it Here, Crowley Crowley, have another drink Sing it, Sam. Sing. Moonlight and love songs Never out of day Hearts ah, full of passion, jealousy, and hate
4: <laughs> Woman needs man And man must have his man That no oh, one I can, can <laughs> Attaboy,
6: Crowley Say, Crowley Crowley, haven't you got a brother up here in...
5: <laughs>
6: haven't you got a brother up here in North Africa?
4: Yeah, how did you
6: know? <laughs> I met his brother in New York. He's a cab driver. Never heard of him. <laughs> Me neither. Sing it, Sam. Sing that song that keeps breaking my heart. Sing you it. must
3: remember this. A kiss is still... Mr. Ricky, Mr. Ricky, look.
6: What is it, Sam?
3: Look in the doorway. It's her. It's her. Ingrid.
4: My Ingrid. You must remember. <laughs> I guess there's still a kiss. I sure you just a sigh
6: <laughs> Ingrid, my darling
5: Richard.
9: Ingrid,
6: and you came back to me
3: The fundamental things apply As I'm gone.
6: And you, you, Mr. Brown, you asked me if I was ever in Casablanca. Play, Phil. Friends, I'd like to take just a moment to tell you something about the wax. They're making a tremendous contribution to victory. I know their spirit and courage their immense pride in their job. And they have a right to be proud. The trouble is, there aren't enough of them to do all the things that need doing. So won't you give some serious thought to joining up? The WAC uniform is a mark of rare distinction. It's the uniform of the greatest army in the world. Now, maybe you don't realize this, but there are 155 different kinds of jobs open right now in the WAC. Well, out of 155 jobs, you can certainly find one that will suit your own special abilities. So think it over. You can go to your local WAC recruiting station and get all the details. You know, every woman who joins the WACs helps her bring victory closer. Helps her bring our American boys back home quicker. And that's something we all want to do. (laughs)
1: A is for Apple, B is for Books. Well, today it's different. A is for Adequate, B is for Breakfast, and G is for Grape Nuts and Grape Nuts Flakes. Two grand cereals for your adequate breakfast. You know, nutrition experts tell us breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and at that time, we should get at least one quarter of our entire day's nourishment. And what's more, they say a cereal supplying whole grain nourishment is a must in the adequate breakfast. Well, you can't do better than choose Grape Nuts or Grape Nuts Flakes. They taste so good. Moldy, rich, and sweet as a nut. And Grape Nuts and Grape Nuts Flakes both bring you whole grain food values. So there, in one swell, tempting treat, you're getting a wonderful start on your day's nourishment needs. Grape Nuts and Grape Nuts Flakes are thrifty, plentiful, not rations. Better make them a breakfast time habit at your house. Grape Nuts, Grape Nuts Flakes. We're a little late, so good night, folks. Thank you. Go. <laughs>
6: Hot Grape nut Sweet Meal. There's a treat as is a treat. Try a bowl of this rousing, rich, hot brown cereal, and you'll say it's the best ever. Has a gloriously smooth, full-bodied texture. Has the rich goodness of roasted whole wheat. Has the grand whole grain nourishment. And Grape Nuts sweet Meal cooks to perfection in just three minutes. That's Hot
1: Grape Nuts Wheat Meal. This program came to you from New York. This is the National Broadcasting Company.
5: KFI Los Angeles, Earl C. Anthony, Incorporated.